Welcome to the podcast, Leadership is the Conversation. A discussion with today's top business leaders on topics to keep busy professionals informed. Today, we are continuing our conversation with Jamie Terry, Vice President of Organizational Development, Mountain West Farm Bureau Insurance, and our Equus team of Jim Dixon, Tom Meyer, and Ron Kripe. I'm your host, Rick Ainsworth. In our last episode, we discussed trust as a function of the corporate vision. In today's episode, we're going to explore the importance of trust within the executive leadership team. We've been talking about, obviously, management to front line and front line to management. But those conversations also probably occur ELT to ELT member or oh, yeah. you know, executive, executive leadership to executive team. and peer-to-peer. So that's where I kind of want to pivot a little bit, Tom and, and Jamie, and how does that trust get developed within ELT or executive management group? And I mean, what does that look like? Rick, I would say one of the big things is that there shouldn't be a conversation you can't have. So we should be able to have a difficult conversation. Um, We should be able to talk about tough topics. Um, And some of the work that Tom has done with me personally, I would say, and some of the things that we've worked on is knowing that the intent of feedback, for instance, from a peer um, to another peer is coming from a place of development and understanding that And when you go through something like that and maybe accepting whether it's constructive criticism or it's feedback on a behavior um, or an interaction and knowing that that's from a development standpoint. And if you, through that interaction, get and receive consistent behaviors, so you're not getting an emotional response when you're going through that and you have that consistency and the transparency of information, then that really does move us towards trust. So here, here's an interesting kind of observation with, with companies and where we really have um, an opportunity to build trust really effectively. When you're in an interpersonal relationship with somebody and they break trust, you can walk away. We've all had that experience personally where, you know, somebody that was really close to you or that, that you had a really good connection or relationship with um, and, and they damage trust in some way, you determine that they're untrustworthy and you decide to limit the interaction or walk the other way. Executive leadership teams, you don't have that luxury. Like you, it's the only place I can think of where you really have to be tr- very disciplined around, I might have a low level of trust with you, or I might have even uh, gotten my toes into the water of distrust and we have to come back from that because we have to make collective decisions together. That's why that feedback conversation is so important. You, you get to the place where you're like, okay, let's walk through this. Let's have this conversation again, and let's figure out if we can't find some piece of common ground to work out from so that you get the arrows moving in the right direction. Um, we just, it, especially at an executive leadership level, because everything you do is impactful to the organization and everything you do is on display for the employees. If you have a, if you have an issue with another ELT member, don't think for one minute that the employees don't see that mm-hmm. unless it gets corrected or fixed or addressed in some way. Mm-hmm. Something just struck me and I'll go back to a conversation we had offline this is such a a huge shift in the way 
corporate America thinks. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking earlier about somebody found the, the HR handbook from 1950, <laughs> and you know some of the some of the the crazy things. You know how to how to talk to your female employee about you know certain things, and things have changed so dramatically. Yeah. And what I'm hearing in the conversation is, 20 years ago, maybe even just 10 years ago, the ELT, our executive leadership team focused on product focused on the money end of it relationships <laughs> who cares about relationships get as long as we're you're here to do a job yeah, we're here to yes right you know and now it's well you've got to really focus on relationships and that's a whole different set of skills you know i'm, I'm sitting here thinking all of this sounds great but a lot of times people go on autopilot Mm-hmm. And they're not thinking of of all of these things. Of how am I coming across? Am I self aware of? You know, am I transparent? Am I being consistent? I mean, that's that's a whole set of of thinking that doesn't occur. How do we get people well, to think along those lines? And and you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot about your leadership style when you have to have a really difficult conversation with a peer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> also, actually, Jamie, you used a very Interesting thing about, you know, if trust is the uh, end result, if we're trying to get uh, trust and the relationship as the end result, it's not only in giving the feedback, it's the receiving of the feedback. Mm-hmm. I can be really genuine in giving feedback to you all day long, but if it's not being received that way, mm-hmm. the trust gets broken down. Yes. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, I, I have all good intention of making a, a good relationship right. there, but... You know, the other person is not receiving it all that way. Well, and, and, and Jim, the, the other way, because I think something that, that Tom taught me a long time ago was how am I taking feedback? Yeah. I can give great advice all day long. I Just ask me. <laughs> but if somebody gives me feedback, how am I reacting to that? And am I building trust by the way I accept someone else's feedback? Yeah, right, exactly. I don't know how everybody else does it, but that was one of the values of having a coach, having Tom there, because there were a couple instances where maybe wasn't on the same page with um, one of my peers and receiving Mm -hmm. that feedback was really difficult. But bringing in a neutral third party that really had a high level of social awareness and could help read between the different leadership styles and help me interpret. So those first couple of times and going through that as part of my development, I found that exceptionally helpful. It's an interesting deal in that kind of juncture, it can either go really well or really badly. Um, If it goes really well, by handling that conversation, feedback moving in either direction, and you step up to the plate, Pierce steps up to the plate, you both resolve it, trust can get vaulted into the upper reaches of, oh my gosh, we came back from that, and we're, we're stronger than we ever were. And yet one twist or turn in the opposite direction of somebody not taking that in and not stepping up to the plate can take it just as far in the other direction, Mm -hmm. which is why if I had any piece of feedback for leaders, I would say when you're in a situation where you realize that the relationship hangs in the balance and trust hangs in the balance, slow everything down, offer a little grace and be intentional about the next words that come out of your mouth. (laughs) 
because they can determine the success or failure. Um, somebody asked Warren Buffett one time, how do you go broke? And he said, a nickel at a time. How do relationships fail? A conversation at a time, a look at a time, a statement at a time, right? So if we can get ourselves to the place where we understand what hangs in those situations or circumstances, then, we'll t- then maybe we'll approach it with a little more respect. interesting i'm reading the book step up right Mm -hmm. now yeah and you know one of the things that two authors talk about in step up is terminal politeness (laughs) and you know what you were just saying there about being intentional one of the things i think we miss is conflict isn't bad no you know conflict does not necessarily destroy trust like you said it's a lot of times in conflict you build the trust i think there's a a danger in terminal politeness that you destroy trust by not having that difficult conversation that you yep. need to have. And there's a lot of a lot of companies that I see that are in that danger zone of being terminally polite, yeah, and not having the conversation to build that trust. Such a good point, and um, I'm going to tie it back to something that we've already talked about. What Terminal politeness attacks is transparency. Good point. When you're being terminally polite, you're not being transparent. And sometimes being transparent means stepping into, or Brene Brown would call it rumbling, with a really uncomfortable topic. You know, and if any of us step into that space where we've all, I mean, we've all been in situations where you've had had a difficult conversation with a peer or a friend or your partner, your spouse, whoever, Mm -hmm. make no mistake, here's what's going on. If I'm having that difficult conversation with you, I'm watching two things. Number one, I'm watching how you respond and how you show up for that conversation and I'm also watching how you react. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you meet me stride for stride and come into the middle, even though that that even though that's uncomfortable, but we meet on the floor of the arena and we kind of hash it through, um, we're going to be fine. If you adapt some other approach to that, we might not be. If you get overly defensive, we might not be okay. If you get overly shut down, we might not be okay. If, you know, any, um, but all that's inconsistent. Back to the two things that build trust, consistency Consistency. and transparency. Well, we've talked about a lot of things um, with the vision statement and, and trust, and you've gone through a lot of work to get where you're at now, and, and Mountain West has done a fantastic job. What advice would you give to other executives who are looking at wanting to do the same thing? You know, How can you help them jump over some steps? What advice would you give? Great question. That is a great question. Um. I would say, 
from a trust standpoint, if you can incorporate it, and that certainly doesn't have to be everybody's, but finding something that your organization can really get behind. The way that we came mm-hmm. to ours, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, really was organic. It didn't, it wasn't a check the box exercise. It wasn't to sit down and we need to come up with a vision. It was working through what we needed to as an organization and organically had identified that we really need that inspirational piece to get behind to determine what our next steps are, to mm-hmm. really help drive our next steps, our next decisions and our next discussions. And so I think that finding that thing as an organization that you really can rally and get behind that can help drive. And, and I would say also involving and empowering your employees, getting them involved in that. Um, if you don't have the buy-in and it does just come top down, it is going to be a check the box. Right. They're not going to be connected to that. And so, you know, I can't say that we're getting it all right. We're certainly trying and we'll adjust as we need to, but involving our middle managers and our employees and our supervisors and getting them involved in those discussions and empowering them to make the decisions and to have these discussions with their employees as well. And so we really are trying to integrate this throughout the whole organization in hopes that it'll help that move forward. Okay. So that's corporate level. I'm going to get personal. Oh boy. From, <laughs> from your viewpoint. Yes. What's the most important thing to implementing this vision statement in what you do daily? I need to take it seriously. I need to have buy-in to it. I need to be aligned with that and really believe in it, believe that that's something that we can do and use that in in my everyday. Can I brag on Jamie? Sure, sure. So, Okay. I've been around, I've been knocking around corporations for the better part of three decades. And I have seen lots of folks in HR positions. And I will tell you, Jamie Terry is one of the best. (laughs) Of all the people that I would want representing human resources, in my book, you are the model because of a couple of things. Number one. I've seen you in some really tough situations professionally, right? Like if you're at that level in an organization, there are tough decisions that have to be made. And I've never, never seen you waver in your approach from a consistency standpoint. She always brings a level of professionalism. I've seen you in conversations where it's gotten tense and you don't take it personally. Because you're representing that side of this that is just, hey, here is the policy. Here's where we are with this. I'm doing my best to keep this consistent for everybody. So that issue of consistency is incredible for me to watch from the outside in. And the issue of transparency. I would trust you as a leader because I know if you tell me there's not an issue, there's not an issue. And I know if you tell me there is an issue, we better be talking about it. (laughs) So mirror with that high level of consistency and and transparency, a person that is deeply committed to integrity. So all of those things, I think, put you in exactly the kind of position that I would want you in, in any organization. Sorry if that's going to make you blush a little. You're a good egg. It's a good thing that's the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. You're too kind. Well, Mountain West is very fortunate to have you. Um, I appreciate you being in here today in the conversation. 
It choked you up, today. didn't it? It did. <laughs> it did. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Jamie, for joining us in this three-part series and the important work you are doing at Mountain West Farm Bureau Insurance Company. To learn more and to join in the conversation, visit us at www.equisconsulting.com. All views expressed on this podcast are the opinions of the individual participants and do not necessarily represent the views of any organization, employer, or group.